suddenly censoring people is of grave concern to ABC, CBS, and NBC. Uh, the mainstream evening newscasts uh, covering the Elon Musk feud with all the journalists, but no mention of the Twitter files or exposing the FBI ties and the Biden family laptop corruption. Well, Seth Holhouse joins me on that story and Donald Trump and his comments on the Constitution. And then 59% of the machines went down in Maricopa County on Election Day, and that's only the tip of the iceberg, friends. Attorney Tom Rents is all over this story. And that Arizona Attorney General's office issued warnings months before the election about Maricopa County ballot signature verification. And finally, Title 42 and the historical numbers of migrants crossing the border this past week. Wow. Executive Director of the Center for Immigration Studies, Mark Gregorian, gives us the facts as well as what is the Biden plan exactly. Uh, brace yourself, friends. It's all next on Viewpoint this Sunday. the bias, the lies and deceit, and bring forth real talk from real people about real news, providing the out loud truth and capturing the essence of a new generation all in a fast paced hour. This is Viewpoint This Sunday. Welcome to the weekend news magazine. Viewpoint This Sunday. It is Malcolm Out Loud here. So let's suppose you spend, uh, what what was it, $44 billion uh, potentially on a social media company or anything for that matter, I guess. How would you feel about uh, changing things up a little bit maybe to the way you see the world, right? Uh, Maybe a little bit different. Uh, Does that give you a license to do that? Well, it depends what that form is, I guess, what that business model is. But uh, even though we're to begin with this, it is so over the top. But let's begin by bringing on here. Seth Holhouse joins us, man in America. And uh, Seth is a, a TV personality, YouTuber, podcaster, patriot. Uh, he's been well known for his uh the wonderful work he and his wife did uh, in that initial video sharing election fraud, which is, by the way, one of the stories we'll talk about later in the broadcast with the election update in Arizona. Pretty big here. Seth, welcome on to Viewpoint. Awesome to have you here, brother. Oh, Malcolm, thank you very much for having me back. It's, it's great to be back here again. The headline uh, in this one was ABC, CBS, NBC, Evening Newscasts uh, cover Elon Musk's feud with journalists. Avoid the Twitter files exposing FBI ties. Uh, again, I guess that old saying, be careful what you wish for, uh, more or less. But um, so let's get into this journalist story first, Seth. So evidently, Elon Musk, he suspended some of these folks that were tracking his uh, uh, jet, I guess, his private jet. I guess he's not into the climate change thing, or potentially maybe he is, because they all fly around in their private jets, clearly. But they were tracking it. He felt it was a security issue and suspended them. At first, they thought it was permanent. Then he said, no, it's temporary. We'll bring you back on. There was a lot of hoopla about it. Uh, 
Uh, it's funny when you get a shoe, Seth, and you you you're you're out at the store and you buy a shoe and you put it on the foot there and it quite doesn't fit. You know what I'm talking about here? You know, gets a little uncomfortable, doesn't it? So much to unpack when it comes to what's happening with Twitter and Elon Musk. And so when you're looking at the the journalists, for one, I mean, there's there's the obvious aspects of the story which are quite entertaining, which is the, you know, ha, see, how does it feel? You know, that's a a nice perspective to have, isn't it? Where I think that the the folks that have been speaking for for truth and uh, conservative and traditional values for a long time, we've been the ones that have been on the receiving end of almost everything, uh, you know, from the perspective of silencing, censoring, mocking, ridiculing, uh, being outcast, and whether it's from the the big banks or PayPal, the financial institutions, the um, you know the NFL, the big sporting. Uh, you know, arenas, the modern day, day, you know, gladiator arenas, which have become completely woke. And then obviously, you know, big tech where these voices have been silenced and they've, you know, weaponized this technology against us. And so as we watch what's happening now, that's the immediate reaction. It's like, wow, how, how does it feel? It's like, wow, all of a sudden, all these journalists and these media companies are concerned about free speech, where these are probably the exact same journalists and companies that were praising Jack Dorsey for getting rid of Trump off Twitter and praising that you know that team for every other major conservative viewpoint account that was canceled. Um, so it's just it's interesting you again, you know when the shoes on the other foot, it's like, well, how does that feel? And which I think is exposing something because you know we know that a lot of the agenda that's uh, you know that that's being uh, rolled out in our country is built on lies. And the only way they can they can really push forward this agenda is by distorting the truth. And and we'll get into this as it relates to everything from you know, gender to you know the history of our country. It's about distorting truth and turning you know truth into uh, lies and lies into truth. Right? It's mm-hmm. the how many fingers, Winston? Right? It's it's getting people to believe something completely false. And so if you look at you know what's unfolding here, the people I think a lot of folks are starting to see through those lies. They're starting to see the hypocrisy. When you say you think that people are starting to realize, and I wonder that a lot, do people, are they starting to realize? What gives you that glimmer of thought or that potential glimmer of hope? Are Americans really starting to realize in that middle of the aisle and left of center, do you think? I do think so. Um, and and there's, there's, a few, there's a few reasons why I say that. You know, one is if you look at the viewership numbers of you know media companies like CNN, as an example, you can see that their their viewership has absolutely plummeted. And it's like, okay, what would cause that? Well, that that really is it's people. They're saying, I no longer trust this news source, and it doesn't mean that all the people that left CNN stopped watching the news, right? I think it, it's it's a very uh, inherent part of our human nature to want to know what's happening around us. Mm-hmm. Like what it means is that people are finding different perspectives. You know, they're going to places like America Out Loud, as an example. You know, because right. their one friend on Facebook that shared it, you know, around the election time is saying, "Hey, what was that one article you sent me or that one website?" Mm-hmm. So that right, that right there, I think, is a is a big indicator. Um, but also, you know, just looking at it from the amount of lies that are now being exposed that you see they're they're losing they're losing control of the narrative and i think that it's 
as much as they want to hide the truth and bury the truth, you know, the the truth can never be destroyed. The truth is always going to be there. There's always a singular truth. Mm -hmm. And so what they're trying to do is confuse it so much people can't find the truth, but it's just like our human nature. They're trying to bury our human nature so much with all this modernism and the, the transhumanist movement and everything. But at the end of the day, our human na nature is still there and it will emerge. Do you also wonder, like I do, are these people just stupid? I mean, do they think we're stupid or are they stupid or do they think anybody's stupid? Is anybody paying attention to the conversation? I mean, do they realize we kind of know we're on to the game at this point? Or uh, what do you think it is with these cats? Well, if, if you look at a lot of their writings and you look at a lot of the way they speak about people, um, it, it becomes it becomes more and more apparent that they view us as something closer to being cattle or chattel, right? Than than real people, uh, you know, going back to this, the, the infamous, you'll own nothing and be happy. <laughs> um, you know, to me, it's like, well, that's what it was like to be a slave, right? They'd say, okay, well, you own nothing. I, which means I own you. Right. Yeah. And you'll be happy. It was like, well, how, how can you guarantee my happiness? Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that they, as you peer into the minds of these psychopaths, that's really the, the word to use the people that really want to depopulate the earth and, and, and implement this one world government, which years ago would have been you know, viewed as a tinfoil hat conspiracy, but now it's out in the open. They're no longer hiding it. And so if you look at the people that are trying to bring about this, it's, you know, it's nothing short of psychotic. It's, it's psychopathic behavior that's gotten to them. And they, it, going back to, you know, Twitter and the UN, you know, what, what you're seeing is that they're being threatened, right? Because if you look at how a totalitarian system gets put into place, like you say, look at you know communist China, for instance, or look at um, you know Soviet Russia. You know, it's very, very important to understand the mechanisms of control that are needed to have a system like that that sustains itself. And one of the most important mechanisms is control over the people's minds and thoughts. And that's what that right there is a directly it's directly correlated to the strength of power that that you know the the you know, dictators or whoever's in charge have it's it's really it's how how much control do they have over the thoughts of their own people and so and they got they they you know they yeah. were were making great progress on their plan right and then Trump came along he threw a wrench mm -hmm. into things i think Elon is throwing a wrench into things because what these are what's happening is that they're losing control hmm. of the the people. And I think that we're going to start seeing more and more populist uprising as more people realize oh, yeah. this. Yeah, you give a little, wow, I love what you say there. I mean, definitely some hope for people to grab onto. You know, the I typed, as you were talking about psychopaths there, I thought that was just a perfect word. And I started to cite maybe an appropriate headline for this one, Seth. What do you think of this? Uh, psychopaths unite for First Amendment rights. <laughs> that there you go. Yeah, I, you've you've nailed it. Um, I want to talk to you about Trump and the Constitution and those comments. I think this is of great value. So President Trump puts his message out on Truth Social. 
He says, uh, and I quote here, a massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. And he posted this was on Truth Social again, uh, suggesting that maybe there should be a new election or maybe, you know, take a look at the winner who run it or whatever. Um, now, his post was after the release of these uh, Twitter files, these emails and stuff that show the you know, a lot of the evil criminal stuff that was done. And of course, the New York Post story and the Biden and the, all of that stuff was uh, transpired. Um, now, uh, so he, here, here's what happens. So CNN runs a headline. Trump calls for the termination, uh, termination of the Constitution. Uh, in, in truth, uh, the Hill says Trump digs deeper hole with Constitution comments. And the Washington Post, Trump call to suspend the constitution betrays the lawlessness of law and order. Now you put a message out, a tweet, which I thought was quite interesting. And you say, Hmm, interesting. How everyone making statements about Trump's post conveniently avoids the first half, which is if our elections are being stolen, then the constitution and the entire foundation of our Republic has already been terminated. Does no one see the hypocrisy here? Um, this comment you really believe was taken totally out of context and just ran through the the meat grinder, huh? Oh, a- absolutely. And it, it's in in this you know this this brings up a, a a topic or a point that you know might be uncomfortable for some folks, but it's very important for us because I believe that we have to be able to take a very sober look at where our country is at right now. The, the Constitution is is really built around a process that gives us the ability to elect our uh, officials to lead us. It's it's the foundation of of our republic is being able to put the people that we, we choose. Right, this is a government for the people and by the people. Amen. And so, uh, you know, if a government is no longer for the people and a government is no longer by the people, do, it, does our country even exist in the way that we thought it did? If the Constitution itself has been shredded, uh, you know, with the 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 theft of elections, and I and I, I think it started well before President Trump when they they've been controlling our elections for a very very long time. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, it's like, well, the, you know, is is our Constitution still in place? And of course, I'm not implying that um, you know we should disregard the Constitution. I'm making the point that. We need to figure out how to get back onto the Constitution right. and how our country is run. So finally, I want to touch on this other thing here quickly with you, because there was an interesting image put out on social media from Jill Biden, uh, Biden, the first lady. And uh, I just have to think, is Jill Biden really the first lady? Yeah, she is the first lady, I believe. And so her image was put out. It was an image of the White House lit up in very, very bright rainbow colors, Um um, yeah, sort of like that rainbow doll they had when they was a kid there. But uh, I didn't have one like that, but I know people did. I don't want to give people the wrong impression, Seth, you know. Uh, but the White House image had all those colors on it and with the caption, the love forevermore. And you followed up with a retweet on that message, retweeted and said, can we stop pretending that this movement is about love? Uh, this was quite interesting with all the information going on. And of course, you see the Cambridge Dictionary changed the definition of woman and man even. Nobody even talked about that to keep that all, you know, you can be anything you want it to be. You can be a toaster. You can be a cat. 
You can be anything you want to be today. It's amazing. It's a beautiful, beautiful uh, day here, as Mr. Rogers would say in the neighborhood, right? Uh, so what do you think about this This uh, whole... Um, it's a, I, well, I wanted to ask you, it's a tough question, actually, and I wonder if you have a, a quick answer to it, kind of put you on the spot. Uh, can, can we stop pretending that this movement is about love? If it's not about love, what is it really about, do you think, this whole love forevermore, rainbow image on everything. I remember when I first seen that image on the Obama White House, it was shocking to me, like, wow. Well, I, I think, you know, going back to, you know, the, the theme of our discussion, it's about inverting truth. Um, it's about lying. It's about, you know, a confusion of, of men and women, confusion of what love is. And I think that, you know, going back to the source, it's like, well, what's what is it about? If, if it's not about love, what is it about? Well, to me, it's about a it's about a communist coup. You know, that's what this is. You know, the communists, they are brilliant strategists and long-term planners. And uh, they will, you know, one of their greatest tools is deception, right? And because I think you know, communism is is if Satan had a political branch, it'd be communism, right? And so what we have happening with, you know, like, okay, why are they you know, kind of lighting the, the the White House up in rainbow colors is because this is part of a communist coup, and it's to use the uh, the hide behind the word of love and acceptance to use that to classify. If you question this lifestyle, it's now hate speech. Where you have up in Canada, where you can be jailed for for not using someone's correct term, their gender terms, and it just it's a way for them to have it's a Trojan horse for them to sneak in more control and to divide the country and to weaken the people that should be the ones that are protecting the country, the, the strong American patriots. And so that's, you know, that's how I view it. And that's why it's, it's like, gosh, it, it couldn't be further from love. And that's the real thing. By the way, while you were doing that, while we were talking about all that love and that statement there, the song that kept pressing on my brain, I got to share with you was Tina Turner. Do you remember that? What's love got to do with it? Got to do with it. That was going through yeah. my head a million miles away. I don't know what's got to do with it. But anyways, I digress. Uh, let me tell folks now that a, a big program, a note, and uh, Seth and I have been talking for some time about this moment here, but uh, in, make the announcement in January, by the way, on January 14th, uh, 15th, that weekend, Saturday, Sunday, we got a whole new weekend programming coming up and some new shows. And by the way, even our, our very own Daniel Baranowski will be back on the broadcast, the Frankly Daniel Show. Uh, he's back from uh, defeating cancer again. He's had leukemia twice, had cancer. He's a tremendous man and patriot. Uh, he will be back uh, on that weekend. I, I couldn't be happier. But also, Seth will be joining us here at America Out Loud Talk Radio with his own show, Seth Holhouse, uh, as it is, Man in America. And uh, on America Out Loud Talk Radio on that weekend, it's a special weekend. We're going to have some really exciting things take place. Seth, uh, we'll, we'll have more details for folks in the next couple of weeks before that happens, of course. We're oh, about a month away from that or so. Seth, I just wanted to say wonderful and wish you congratulations and just awesome to have you here, uh, part of this mission and movement, uh, brother. Oh, thank you so much. And, and I feel so warmly welcome to this. And I think that you've you've built a beautiful audience uh, you know, of, of folks that are listening and seeking the truth and and also finding uh you know some calm in the storm right now and i feel 
honored to join what you have you know created and to hopefully uh, you know bring people some interesting perspectives that can help them uh, shape their worldview and more importantly help them to understand uh, you know what's happening in the world but how to how to fix what's happening and that's 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 where we got to focus right now i love the way you think man the way you put it out there man we're going to do a lot together ahead i can feel it and sense it such a privilege seth to uh, know you at this point and to uh have you here part of this mission it's such a privilege i, I think you're such a rising star in all of the things that you do you're you're a you're a calm in a in a a turbulent sea I think that's what I see that comes uh, from your voice here. But friends, uh, that's Seth Olhouse, uh, man in America, and uh, truly, truly excited to see what we're going to do ahead here with all of this. Now, up next, uh, attorney Tom Brents joins us. He is knee deep at the center of a lot of these Arizona election uh, debacles that are happening. There's a lot more happening that meets the eye. We're going to take all that up next, friends. Um, stay right there. More Viewpoint in just a moment. The America Out Loud talk radio app is on Android or Apple. It's the perfect way to listen in to the new generation of talk shows and hosts who are ready to inform and inspire. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Out loud. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Welcome back to Viewpoint this Sunday. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, and we are talking next, my friends, the elections. Uh, specifically, Arizona has been, uh, you know, really at the top of this story, both in the last election and surely this one as well. Uh, this is interesting what's going on now. You know, a lot of us pay half attention to any of this stuff. I mean, you really have to get into the weeds. Let's be fair with each other to really understand what's happening. And I don't do well in weeds myself. I tend to stay up, as you know, around 30, 50,000 feet to watch what's going on in the world. But I know that there's an attorney out there who is all over this story, and uh, he tends to get into the weeds pretty good, which legal has to do that. Uh, we'll we'll bring him on in just a moment here. But I want to play first for you. In fact, you'll hear the voice next of attorney Tom Rents, who's all over this story, and he'll have a lot to educate us on in this segment, to be sure. So pay attention uh, to where we're at here, and you'll you'll get a sense of how egregious this whole thing is. Let me play for you first a quick audio here of uh, Tom Rents. He puts it out there in concise order of the problem in Arizona. Uh, listen to this, please. Most credible case, in my opinion, that's ever been filed on an election suit. Can you imagine an elected official interfering with an election? You don't hide things unless you've got something to hide. Election liars are working really hard in Arizona right now. 
59% of the machines in Maricopa County went down on election day. 59%. That didn't happen anywhere else in the state. The guy running those machines, the county recorder, had a pack that was working to make sure that Carrie Lake couldn't get elected. Coincidence? I think there should be an investigation. And guess what? He should welcome that investigation of everything. He should welcome that to disprove us crazy election deniers, right? The person he was supporting, Katie Hobbs, abused her power as Secretary of State to ensure that Carrie Lake would be censored by social media. She should have recused herself. Do you know what else she did? Other counties in the, the great state of Arizona were saying, no, we don't want to certify this. She threatened to arrest the officials. She doesn't have the authority to do that, but she did it anyways. Why? Because she's a crook. We had a civil rights movement where we fought to ensure that every vote would count and that everybody would have a vote. We need to make sure that that's still happening. We have to fight for freedom. We have to fight for justice. We have to fight for sh fair elections. The court's got to give it serious, serious consideration. They've got to support this. The people got to support this. We've got to get this out. We really need to make sure people know what's going on. Okay, and so the message there is we got to really make sure that people know what's going on. Boy, that's a tall order in today's uh, environment, to be sure here. Uh, Tom, the, the stat I get out of that that uh, should be ringing in everybody's ears now is that 59% of the machines went down in Maricopa County on Election Day. And then the commingling of the AG there and his hands all over this thing. Let's get right to that and tell us, uh, and I love your reference, by the way, to of election deniers. Just hell help us out a little bit here. Uh, how deep is this story now in Maricopa County? Well, it's actually a lot more, Malcolm. Uh, to be perfectly honest, the 59% of the machines going down, that's barely the tip of the iceberg. And I haven't really been uh, pushing out the, all these various details so much because Carrie's team and, and other people on this are doing a great job of that. What I've been talking about is what the meaning and how this impacts us. But, you know, for example, uh, Runbeck uh, is a ballot company down there. And they were they were involved with the counting and uh, uh, the election process. 300,000 votes were illegally inserted into this this uh election from runback there's just we don't know where they came from we don't know what what it was it wasn't from uh polling locations it wasn't from drop boxes just you know the the votes were over there the pallets were over there and somehow we got 300,000 new ballots from runback uh 300,000 the the margin of victory here was 17,000 votes 17,000 300,000 is show up and, uh, you know, I kind of doubt those 300,000 were for Carrie Lake. And they were one of the companies that was involved with the counting and ballot uh, coordination, all these different things that occurred. See, Arizona's laws are pretty clear about things. So what, what I believe Maricopa County was doing in conjunction with Katie Hobbs and the rest of the crooks is I believe that they tried to outsource anything that they could in this so that when they got sued, which was inevitable, they'd try and say, well, you know, the law says that you got to do this at the counting place or the polling place. Well, these are private companies. That doesn't count there. But that's nonsense. What they're doing is trying to skirt the law. Uh, so so no, nobody's really talking much about this uh, outside of, you know, the people who are fighting for freedom and fighting for fair elections. And Malcolm, for anybody that's followed me, I have never taken a major public stance on the elections. I've never really gotten into the fight. Mm -hmm. It's not that I believe that 2020 was totally honest. I don't. 
Mm-hmm. It's that I didn't have the evidence or the or the right. time to really dig into it. In this instance, I have buried myself on this. Mm-hmm. And this isn't just a little bit corrupt. This is mind-blowing. And and I just want to add this one last thing. I'll shut up. Last night, Mark Fincham, who had a, a solid case as well, uh, his case was dismissed. And I haven't fully gotten through my review on this. But from a first glance, it is tripe. Uh, you know, they're suggesting uh, there's something called laches. As, as a legal doctrine and it's that you know it's related to timing there's they're suggesting that there wasn't fraud or that fraud wasn't properly al- alleged it's just garbage i mean what these 300,000 votes that just showed up weren't there the court in this case seemed to be trying to dodge the actual issues by playing games word games my, you know with this just nonsense and that's that's garbage if the goal of the court is to get to justice and to apply the law to the facts of the case, my first review, and I'm not done, and I, you know, this isn't necessarily my final position, but my initial review of that that dismissal was that it's an egregious load of crap, mm-hmm. and I don't mean to be. Uh, I, that's mm-hmm. my professional opinion. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, to your point of Fincham and what you're speaking of, uh, Tom, this is part and parcel of the problem. It's why, I, you know, think about what you say there. That's why a lot of Americans have turned the dial already and turned the station off. And let me just tell you straight out, because they just really believe there will never be justice when it comes to election frauds like this, because as you just said, was dismissed. The the courts and the judges Every, every, listen, it, I think we all have a, a sense now that they're all in on the gag, uh, that something is off here. And so it's hard to really get to any level of truth. So, you know, unless it's a very unique situation, which gets in front of somebody who is highly honorable, but that doesn't seem to be the norm, Tom. You know what I'm saying? I do. And Malcolm, I'm going to tell you this, and this is the first time I've made this, it, I haven't even hinted at this publicly. But I am strongly considering we've got to do something on this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be evaluating every piece of this and everything that goes on. And I've got my team on it and I've got a whole bunch of other people working with me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's something out there. It's called the 65 Project. And the 65 Project is one of the most corrupt, awful things I've ever seen. It's a bunch of paid hitmen from the left who are lawyers who've basically made it their job to try and file sanctions and ethics complaints against every lawyer who's fighting for truth in elections. Well, you know, here's the thing about this. When you escalate to do things like that, it's a two-sided thing. So I'm now looking on my side to see what sort of ethical violations there may be by the attorneys who are lying about there not being an issue here. And I'm going to be honest with you. If I have to go uh, directly into the courts or after the courts, if I see injustice, if I see any ethical violations on the parts of the judges or anybody else, we're going to be looking at what options we have to to bring justice to this. If this is not done to the letter of the law, it is absolutely my intent to see what we can do and whether or not there's going to be a credible and ethical case that we can file to hold everybody including the judges accountable. We will be looking into everything, including any sort of uh, financial conflicts of interest or anything else. At the very least, I think about all Americans can agree, something smells in Denmark here. It's not all on the up and up. Well, actually something smells in Arizona, I should say. And it's not on the, but in a lot of other places too. 
uh, is not on the up and up. And I, I think you bring a context to this that you might be able to do something, which brings me to the point of your tweet. You put out a message that, that and this this is interesting. I want to ask you about this. You said the most important and best election cases in U.S. history will be in court in Arizona early next week. And you you tagged all the players there, Fincham and Lake and et cetera, must be able to move forward with these very strong complaints. Uh, tell us what's happening. I think this is important for next week and why this could be the most or the best election cases in history uh, happening next week in Arizona. Yeah. So what you got to understand is the cases are all three a little bit different. Harry's is, in my opinion, the strongest case. And I'm not representing her, right? Like, I'm not in the court on any of these cases. What I'm doing is I'm just an outraged American who fights every bad guy I can fight. So, you know, I'm doing what I do. Uh, Carrie's case falls under state law, and the state law can vary standing on her very clearly. It was very well pled. And the one of the critical things is, is, the standing aspect. So that requires concrete and particularized injury. Well, clearly there is concrete and particularized injury. She she lost. She was a candidate. And it also requires that there be a, a legal mechanism to challenge it. Well, the statute in Arizona actually conveys standing upon carry to challenge this as, as a, the complaint was written. There is, in my opinion, no credible way for this court to dismiss this prior to the discovery aspects of the case or the investigative process. That is a crucial, crucial aspect of this. Uh, her lawyers did a heck of a job on that complaint. It's very well done. There's only 17,000 votes difference. And so the rulings and the the investigation on this are critical. Uh, you know, there's there the problem is, is with Arizona's election law, as it stands, and the way that this case has been filed, essentially, if her case is thrown out prior to discovery, as an attorney, I will tell you that the real ramification of that is that you will never actually be able to file any legitimate election case in Arizona again. That's why I will consider going after the judges and the courts and anybody who may be uh, not following the law or the rules of ethics on this if if this doesn't go forward, because we cannot allow the courts to abdicate their responsibility to apply the law to the facts of a particular instance just because they're uncomfortable or maybe for nefarious purposes. In either event, I don't care why they don't want to do this. I feel bad for the judge in this. It's a tough case to be on. Hmm. But I'm going to be real honest with you. No credible lawyer could look at that case and say it shouldn't go to discovery. And if they are, they're either lying or they're a garbage lawyer. Hmm. The tip of the iceberg is that if you can just nail one of these down to show how wrong it was and how many mistakes were made, and if we could just get justice somewhere in one of these cases to re-correct the record, because they never re-correct the record. That never happens, it seems, in these cases. But if we could re-correct the record somewhere, just somewhere, maybe it's Arizona, that would be significant. It would start to rebuild trust back in our elections. I want to turn attention for a moment, Tom, with you to a uh, interview this past week from Adam Schiff. And this is in regards to the January 6th committee. I'd like to get your opinion on this, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, and so he put a message out there. The January 6th committee will make its findings public next week. 
But one thing is clear, there is evidence of criminality. They're getting ready to do, uh, suggested the Department of Justice, multiple charges against Trump is what they're trying to do here. I mean, he's being squeezed on all sides here, it appears, personally and professionally right now. Um, and then the message out there uh, on social media was, uh, the first truth to come out of the globalist WEF puppet shifts mouth, you said, there is a lot of criminality related to January 6th, the J6 committee, the FBI entrapment, the conspiracy to cover up facts and discovering the criminal trials, etc. J6 was not good, but the response was worse. And I love that phrase, too, when you say, and that, that was just, it's a great uh, talking point there. Yeah, that's not good, but the response is even a hell of a lot worse. Uh, what becomes of this criminality now, Trump? Uh, get, get right to the point and tell us what what is the country going to see here over the next few weeks as Congress settles down? Now Pelosi's trying to make her last hurrah here. What happens with this, Tom? They're going to try and pull some crap before the new uh, the new House is seated. I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, then they're going to try and use you know this ongoing narrative and their their populist old school mainstream legacy dead media to try and suggest that you know this is uh legitimate here's the problem i do agree with shift there's so much criminality here <laughs> and i'm going to tell you something malcolm what you just said opens the door for me to say this and this is the most important statement i'm going to make you know you and i agreed i'm going to start doing my show here and i'm very excited about that why well, because there is no plan. There's no secret grand scheme. There's no, you know, white hat guys in the background. If you want to free your country, it has to be done by we the people. You want to know what we're going to do? I have all sorts of things to hit back on Schiff, to hit back on all these crooks. That's what we're going to be doing with my show. I'm very excited about that. Now I'm doing a, a big show on your platform. We're fighting on a national level. We're doing all this. We the people are the response. So the Tom Rents show uh, launches next week, friends, December 21st, Wednesday, right here at America Out Loud Talk Radio. He takes the coveted uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time a slot. And really, this is a megaphone that allows him to have his platform to be able to get these things out there. It's just all about messaging, friends. It's all about marketing, messaging, that kind of thing. We are revamping uh, some major things in our lineup uh, between now and January 2023. I'm anxious to get you launched into the uh, to the deal here. Uh, one footnote, friends, my daily program, The Voice of a Nation, will be on uh, hiatus for uh, about a month. Uh, I will make an announcement later in January uh, as to what happens there. But this was a perfect moment. I wanted to give Tom the spotlight on this and to get him in that spot. We've got some other cool things that are going to happen right around Tom on the platform that I'll be sharing with you, including Dr. Paul Alexander uh, that I was sharing with you the other day. And it's not a secret now, so I'll just tell you uh, that his program, uh, Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour, uh, is going to be right in that forum as well, talking about all the things. So Tom couldn't be more excited and anxious for you to get kicked off here, and we'll, we'll we'll enjoy the ride with you, brother. I'm looking forward to it, Malcolm. We uh, when we combine what we can do in the courts with what we can do when we're supported by we the people as an educated populace, and what we can do to pressure these politicians, as long as we stay true to God and do our best to be good people, and none of us are perfect. Uh, I think we're going to be. This will be what we need 
to facilitate true positive change, to fight back against the globalists, those that hate freedom, those that hate our faith, those that hate our right to live as free and independent people. Uh, so Wednesday the 21st, uh, it'll be must-listen-to talk radio. Uh, Tom is as authentic as anybody you've ever met in your life. He says it like it is, always as a gentleman, uh, but he says it like it is. And, and, the, and the most difficult word he uses, which is a word I actually have become very affectionate with because I see it in his copy, his words, and his vocabulary, as is, is, is nasty as he gets, it's the word crap. That's as tough as you get, Tom. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, listen, uh, behind the scenes, occasionally I'll slip up a little bit well, worse. But, we'll go uh, with crap. We'll go with crap. I we're like going crap. with that. We're going with that publicly because you know what? Yeah. Uh, if I can't make the argument without, yeah. you know, going too far south, then I probably can't make the argument. Well, we're going to uncover a lot of crap together, brother. Let's leave it at that. I think we'll be doing There's exactly a load of that it. here. Before I tell you what's happening next on the program, real quickly, friends, I just want to remind you, remind you, remind you, three times, that is, right, to use nasal hygiene. Please use nasal hygiene. A lot of other things you can do as well. We're on a lot of this stuff here on the network, but cofixrx.com is amazing. It's made with povidine iodine, a couple of squirts in your left and right nostrils, and it gets the pathogens, superbugs, viruses, SARS-CoV-2, you name it, friends, and it kills that pathogen where it lies before it gets in your respiratory tract in your lungs. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. Our listeners get 20% off. Just use the code out loud, uh, cofixrx.com forward slash out loud. Or even easier, just click the little banner ads back with our sponsored partnerships at americaoutloud.com. We'll take a quick pause here, friends, and we'll rejoin you. Mark Gregorian, the executive director, uh, you know that, of the Center for Immigration Studies out of Washington, D.C., and it is immigration gone wild, to be sure. And what is the Biden plan? A lot happening in this next segment. Stay right there, friends, as Viewpoint rolls on. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. Well, my brothers and sisters, may the spirit of love which comes at Christmas time fill our homes and our lives and linger there long after the tree is down and the lights are put away for another year. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of 2023 is upon us. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Okay, my fellow Americans, uh, one of the, I think it's potentially the biggest story in our nation, it surely is to me, is the immigration and what's happening at the borders. You know, you take a look at what's transpiring in the, even the past week or two, and I don't know about you, but I get chills running down my the, my spine. I mean, I'm, I'm very serious here. I just feel like we are unraveling here by the second. And it's I, I, I could not be more sincere when I say this to you. 
what's transpiring here on our borders is, I mean, incredibly alarming. Now let's bring on now Mark Gregorian joins us. He's the executive director of the Center for Immigration Studies uh, in Washington, D.C. Uh, again, CIS uh, is the place. I mean, he's all over it. The, the, the people that work at CIS are truly amazing um, and, and the work they do out there. Uh, Mark, I've been really anxious to talk to you about all of this story uh, very seriously. Uh, listen, before we get to Title 42, the Biden plan and those things, which are vitally important, I just want to ask you up front here, when we're seeing the numbers, this is even before 42 expires or any of that, and we're seeing those images of what's transpiring right now, I'm sensing, I, I don't know, well, but I'm sensing we don't really have a country anymore. We have become a, I don't know what you call it, Mark. It's a free-for-all. I've never seen anything like it. The masses, I mean, are you shocked at all? Because I'm shocked. I'm shocked. It's sort of hard to shock me at this point. I've been yeah. doing this for a long time, but it is it is shocking. And, um, you know, this is the first administration in history that has explicitly disavowed the goal of deterring people from illegally crossing the border. Other administrations, even Democratic administrations, even if they were insincere, at least went through the motions of trying to keep people from illegally crossing. This administration has said on television, the Homeland Security Secretary, that their goal is not to reduce the number of people coming across the border. Their goal is to process them faster. So yes, this is unprecedented. This isn't just something that's happened before and, yeah. you know, maybe it's worse, but it's yeah. not unusual. This really is unusual and unprecedented. And, you know, it's not like we've lost the country yet, but clearly that's the direction things are going no, in, unless I'm... we reverse uh, reverse course. Yeah, it's very much underway, the loss of our nation. And what you just said as well, that their plan is, you know, they just want to process them quicker. I mean, it's it rattles the mind. I mean, there's what does that leave the rest of us? I got to think anybody who's voted for anything like that has got to be kicking themselves in the ass right now when they see what's going to happen to our country, because this is unsustainable. Now, let's let's get to the point of the crux of all of this news. And the two other big things I need to know, the Title 42, and then we'll come back to the Biden plan. Tell folks why Title 42, if you don't like what we have now, what happens with Title 42 next week? Well, Title 42 is a shorthand term for a public health measure that um, was put into place during COVID. And what it does, among other things, is allows the Border Patrol to just bounce people back across the border without hearings, no asylum, no nothing. They're just pushed back into Mexico. Um, this administration, it's the only uh, Trump immigration related or border related policy this administration kept in place right. and the only and they didn't do it because they believe in it they did it because they figured it would give them a soft landing huh. uh, from ending all of the other trump mm. policies mm. but and, and what's happened is you know through various court uh, meanderings what's going to happen is it's going to end on wednesday this wednesday the 21st uh and an appeals court just um ruled recently that uh they weren't going to extend that so 
anything could happen between now and Wednesday, but it looks like it's going to end on Wednesday. And Homeland but, but Security. You, there could be another, but there could be uh, some force or, or court jurisdiction on the, I mean, could that still happen? I think it could if the administration asked for an emergency review from the Supreme Court. Okay. Um, I don't know the specifics of it, but I think that's at least possible. But still, it hmm. looks like it's going to end on Wednesday. And okay. this Title 42 power okay. is the only thing that has between us, between basically the chaos we're seeing now and the total erasure of the border. Um, because the only people they're turning away now are people under this Title 42 authority. Once that's over, basically everybody who comes across this administration is going to somehow or another let into the country. They've already released uh, over the almost two years they've been in office They've released into the country one and a half million wow. illegal aliens. Wow. Some numbers, you will have heard higher numbers, but those are arrest numbers, and some of the people are the same people getting arrested over But and over. there's more people than that that we don't know about as well, so we don't oh, know what absolutely. that really is. Yeah. yeah, we don't really the, know. The Border Patrol calls them gotaways. Yeah. And gotaways isn't just people the board, you know, that got past the Border Patrol. It's people the Border Patrol knows about. They have pictures. They saw footprints, whatever it is, but that they didn't catch. And there's probably been a million of those over the past. And then uh, how many million that they don't even know about because of exactly. how long the border is. So good God knows how many countries or states we've rebuilt uh, in our nation of uh, some bad cats in there as well. Absolutely. Uh, oh, my God. This uh, this is unbelievable. Uh, I just can't even believe this is happening, Mark. I, I just can't even believe it. Uh, what, what's the Biden plan? <laughs> The, yeah, they they came up with a memo recently, as uh, last week they issued this. And, you know, there's a number of things. They want to spend more money, but not spend the money on keeping people from crossing, spending the money to process people faster into the United States. Mm -hmm. In other words, the problem is not all of these people coming outside the immigration law. The problem is political. It looks bad. They back up, they end up sleeping in the streets because they have nowhere to go. That's the problem for the Democrats. And so the solution is just spend more money and move people faster into the interior of the country. And the other part of their plan is something that we reported on before they even released this memo. No one else has written on this, that they have developed a program now at the Mexican border with city officials on the Mexican side to pre-legalize people so that they don't have to cross the border illegally. They cook up their paperwork, hand them off to American authorities, and so they don't show up in these statistics of illegal border crossings. In other words, they're sprinkling fairy dust on these people who otherwise would have been illegal aliens to say, oh, no, they're actually, quote, legal, unquote. And then the point is going to be, look, Look at the border apprehension arrest statistics. Look at how low they are. Uh, what's your problem? That's the long-term goal is to basically legalize this mm -hmm. mass flow of illegal aliens outside the limits that Congress has passed in law. You know, that's why the press secretary comes out and always says when she's put to the task of, uh, like you say, what's the real motive behind this, Mark? And what do they really want to do? And she looks and she says, and she's, you know, 
she gets uncomfortable. She starts to get nervous. I mean, body psychologists look at that and they can tell when people are, you know, pushing the wool like that. And she'll yep. say, oh, well, you know, and she'll start to flutter her eyes and she'll look down and up and down and up and down and up. And it's a, it's a whole psych thing going on. And she says, well, but you know, you know, Mark, uh, that's that's why we have to fix all that immigration stuff from the last administration. Right. Well, she keeps blaming on the last administration, Mark. Like, what the hell? I mean, what? so in other words, the last administration was in the way to be able to just make it a free for all, to open up the entire program and let any cat come in from anywhere in the world. We we probably got people coming in from different planets uh, through that border, brother. I don't know what's we don't have a clue what's coming through there. No, we don't. It's it is it's not just unsustainable as a matter of policy, like you right. said. Right. It's politically unsustainable. Right. I mean, I'm not sure there, you're going to start getting more and more Democrats in Congress saying, "Look, we need to do something about this." <laughs> Um, but it hasn't happened yet, really, except for one or two people. And when we say unsustainable and uh, Democrats in there or Americans or people becoming alarmed with these sort of things, you know, a lot of people, they close the blinds or their doors in their houses and businesses. And if it doesn't hit them in, uh, you know, the heartland for whatever, although, as I tell people all the time, it hits all 50 states. They're busting and playing these people all over the place now. And the administration has got them. They're, they're, because it's killing places like El Paso. It's becoming a third world sanctuary for you know what, you know, I mean, come on. And so they're having to push all these people out through the country, Mark. And, uh, you know, so it's going to hit everybody. But it, it really is hard to imagine that, uh, you know, how this didn't bubble up. I guess they were really clever. We're trying to keep as much of this silent before the 2022 midterms that they could knowing full well. Uh, and I'm guessing Mark, and I'll say this to you that it gives them two more years to really destroy our country. What's going to happen over the next two years with this? What? Good, good question. Uh, I think the reason, one of the reasons they were able to keep this quiet is that the media didn't focus on it. You know, occasionally they would when there was some big newsworthy thing, but they're not going to hammer this the way they would hammer it if something were happening. Well, when something, you know, immigration did happen when a Republican was in charge. And that's because the media just understands it's not so much that they got a memo. It's that they don't want to see themselves as having as helping the Republicans win. And so they kind of turned their eyes away from this. And. Uh, so now we're going to have two more years of this. The Republicans in the House are going to try their darndest to slow it down. But there's a limit to what you can do with just one House of Congress. They're going to have investigations. They're going to try to, you know, use the power of the purse and um, restrain the administration from doing things. But with the Democrats in charge in the Senate, that's going to be hard. Right. I think they are going to end up trying to impeach Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, yeah. and he okay. richly, richly deserves it. But the Senate won't remove him, so he'll still be there. Right. Well, so, and he knows that as well, obviously. But you think, but it's, I'm glad you said what you just said because you think that will happen with Mayorkas and the House side of things. But again, it'll be a non-event. It'll be more for the pomp and pageantry of what's taking place, huh? But not just that. I mean, yes, but it also sends a message. Yeah, yeah. And it for and what it does is it forces the media to cover the issue. 
and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna go That's into detail about what Mayorkas has done. And that may be the only way to get the legacy media to report on. Yeah, that's true. But they'll taint the detail to what they think, because that's what they're good at. That The projectionism on the left is unbelievable, Mark. No uh, question they, about it. They never admit the real truth. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a smoke and mirrors game all the way through. Uh, now, with all of that now in the next couple of years, um, I guess in some way, Mark, it sounds to me like between our economics between this immigration and ruthless and reckless as it is, and all these other factions happening in our country, the thing we have to ask ourselves as patriots here is, what will our country look like as we get to 2024 and 2025? What will we look like? What will life look like in America? Will it be sustainable? What will be left to pick up after, you know, this all happens and, you know, they clean up the mess? I mean... I, I don't know, either one of two things, Mark. It's either a it's either a a moment of truth for our nation that we got, you know, I, how do I say to you? We got sucker punched in the gut maybe once too many times, but it was a rude wake-up call, potentially. Uh, maybe it was a reawakening of America and the people who needed to understand the, um, the Democrats in House and Congress used to say to know that we really all are on the same team, unless you're the Marxist left, and then maybe we should really figure this out. But I, I you know what I'm saying? I mean, this is going to be sure. quite remarkable two years from now. I mean, the damage control is. I'm 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 scared. I'm scared as hell. I'm I'm really worried for our country, brother. No, I mean, look. Obviously, I am. This is why this is what I do for a living. On the other hand, I'm always I'm sort of an optimist too. And I am too. A Adam Smith a couple hundred years ago said. There's a lot of ruin in a nation. And what he meant was, you know, you can take we can take a lot of bad stuff and still get over it. Doesn't mean the bad stuff goes away and the Yeah, but I'm not sure where that tipping point is anymore. I know. Yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying, brother. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think we're at that point yet. Um, and there is a silver lining here. And the silver lining, it's a political one. And look, I run a think tank, we don't do politics, but as a citizen, right. I look at this and the Democrats have lots of Senate seats up in two years from now. Lots of them. They do. That's uh, right. That's right. And the Republicans have none that are really vulnerable. In other words, all the Republicans who are up are basically That's in right. pretty deep red states. What that means is right. if the Republicans play their cards right, and look, they are the stupid party. That's a big if, Mark. That's a big if. But right. if yeah. they play their cards right, yeah. it is not impossible yeah. that in 2024 – we will elect not just a Republican president. I'm personally rooting for DeSantis. I think he's much more effective, that would be much more effective than Trump, more likely to get elected, but that's beside the point. A Republican president, we keep the House, and we might, and this is, you know, I don't want to jinx it by saying it, but we might have the possibility of taking 60 Senate seats mm -hmm. um, because there are right, that many right. Democrats. I know there is, yeah. yeah if yeah. we do that, yeah. Then we have a chance to act. In other words, then the border disaster, in a sense, will have served a purpose in moving us in the yeah. right direction. Yeah. yeah. In reaction. You see what that's I mean? what I'm wondering. You just nailed it right there, Mark. That's exactly it. I'm wondering, you know, this crisis might be it just might be the blessing in disguise. You know, uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's I the optimistic take anyway. Yeah.
Yeah, a lot. There's there's a few ifs there, as you stated just moments ago here, Mark. But God bless you. Uh, Mark, the work you do is always fantastic. You're one of my heroes. You, you, the whole group there, CIS, is first class. Uh, CIS.org, friends, is really where you want to go for all of this kind of information and truth. Because And Mark is a straight shooter. He shoots it right down the center of the aisle. If you like it, great. If you don't, well, that's okay, too. Listen, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Uh, next weekend, we will be playing Christmas classics and music on the network. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll all take a deep breath and uh, try to embrace and get ready for 2023 and uh, and continue to fight the dragons and demons that are out there. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. <laughs>